You're listening to Redemption Cast Season 2, Episode 7, Darla. Yeah! Lindsay finds himself drawn to Darla as her mental state deteriorates. Really? That's it, Netflix? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this one's all about Lindsay. Okay. So much. Beautiful. It's so haunting. Yes. <laughs> I think the next time I, I, I record the theme, I'm going to change it for, from his friend Cordelia to her lyrics, which is uh, that, that babe, babe Cordelia. Cordelia. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's the summary I, I have. I have as Darla struggles with her newfound soul, Lindsay struggles with his growing attraction to her and is consequently taken off the project by Holland Manners. Ugh. Bernard. Uh, I would like to find to talk about my newfound attraction to Darla. Oh my God, she's gorgeous! <laughs> oh my God, I, I told you. I would like. The flashback is beautiful. I would like to talk about myself. My name is Robin. Oh, my name is Stephanie. <laughs> my name is Kim, and I couldn't agree more with you, Gabby. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, I'm Gabby. I'm Illyrio. <laughs> and I'm Heidi. Heidi, what? Yes. Heidi, Ooh, Heidi you're what? very special. <laughs> This is okay. highly irregular. <laughs> yes, there was some trading involved. <laughs> no, I mean I need some activia. <laughs> this, is, this is a very special episode of Redemption Cast. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Actually, we're not really recording an episode, Heidi. We wanted to talk to you. <laughs> we all thought you here because we wanted to talk to you. <laughs> and you're hoarding. <laughs> You're podcasting. Yes. <laughs> Actually, reverse double cross, Robin. This is an intervention for your podcasting. Okay, I have only one thing to say about this episode. Mm-hmm. That's the it. fucking master. <laughs> I was so surprised when he lifted that hood. And I was so happy and thrilled to see the whole thing when the thing happened. And oh, please, Robin, go do your thing. I can't wait for us to get there. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, first off, I just wanted to mention that this this show was written and directed by friend of the show Tim Minear. Yeah. What? what? Whoop, whoop. Get it? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as we let's just get right into it. Um, uh, so basically, as we open up the episode, Angel and Darla are still uh, kind of recovering from their last meeting, and uh, Angel is uh, drawing Darla, and uh, Wesley checks in on him, and there's drawings everywhere. <laughs> and may I uh, read a, a segment from 
uh, the script that was cut. <laughs> please, please. Uh, the the notes say when Wesley finds Angel drawing multiple sketches of Darla in the original script, he spotted a new drawing, and this exchange ensued. Uh, Angel, I've been thinking. That's all, Wesley. Thinking. Yes, it helps me sometimes to think with my hands. <laughs> and occasionally just the one hand. <laughs> oh, I should have awesome. put that in there. Best episode ever. <laughs> and we go back to uh, Darla, who's totally destroyed her apartment. And uh, Lindsay tends to her. And Darla talks about what her and Angel have become. Not enemies. But soulmates. Creepy. It's worse than being enemies. <laughs> that was so <laughs> creepy. And here we go, way back to 1609 in Virginia, um, where Darla is on her deathbed. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and I was going to ask you guys: Did you guys know that was the master under those robes? Not I me. Recognize the voice. <laughs> you recognize I, it? Yeah, I did. I totally did. Nice. <laughs> and I knew the, the second in, in season one. What? No, go ahead. In season one, you the 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 DVD is so dark you can't really see him. You can't see, get a good look at. Him. But in <laughs> uh-huh. this, you could see. You know when Buffy called him Fruit Punch Mouth, and if that blood has <laughs> the blood has stained his face. That's what it is. Oh. I just I thought, thought it was a he was choice. an extra from Dune. <laughs> and you know, I mean, we find out later in the episode, like that's his face developed that way because of how old he is, and just the fact that he looks like that in 1609. How old is the freaking master? Yeah. Old, old, Crazy old. So we find out that Darla was a whore. And is now dying of syphilis. Shocking. Like Friedrich Nietzsche. Mm. The whore part, not the syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of, uh, he kind of, uh, wow, slam on Nietzsche. Continue your slow walk. <laughs> Uber uh, mensch that. Lear <laughs> <laughs> um, on fire. So we have, he, he, he did kind of like a Dracula thing, right? He's, he was yeah. outside our window the night before. And now he's come back to save her. And uh, we get a little taste of what she thinks about religion and uh, uh, how little respect she has for uh, any of that stuff. So, um, oh, wait, I have something here. Hey, 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 notes, notes, notes. Oh, yes. Uh, Julie Benz shared this insight into her death scene. Uh, in- <laughs> In the episode Darla Where I'm Dying, I asked him my near if I could have a herpes sore on my mouth because, you know, she's dying of syphilis and I wanted that on my face. I thought it would be fun. (laughs) And then they put one on and it made it look so real. I was like, oh, my God, what was I thinking? I forget (laughs) they actually do a really good job. You ask for a herpes sore, you're going to get a real ugly one. (laughs) And then she adds at the end, my nickname was Syphilis Whore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not very inventive, but okay. That was my rating system. Aww. Aww. Damn it. Um, well. <laughs> yeah, but that was really creepy how the master was like comparing himself. You know, mm-hmm. he was her savior. He was going to save her. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she thinks he's a priest at, the fir- at first and mm-hmm. has no use for him. And 
Um, so back in present time, Angel's trying to convince the gang to help him find Darla. And, Ooh, uh, Ooh yeah. Robin, I have something. I have something. I have something. Go, go, go. I totally noticed something. On Angel's desk, his bookends look like Dark Horse from the Dark Horse comics. Oh, really? <gasps> yes. I will do a screen. I will post a screen cap later. I was like, wow, that horse kind of looks familiar. And I'm like, oh, it's the Dark Horse. I wonder if they were doing Buffy comics by this time. Because they did do uh, quite a long run of them. Um, hmm. uh, so Cordy wants to use Angel as a bloodhound. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Gunn, of all people, comes up with the idea that they should check out uh, Wolfman Hart's expenses to find out mm -hmm. where Darla may be living. Mm -hmm. and, Thank you, uh, Gunn. Yes, the voice Thank of you. reason. <laughs> <laughs> Angel says they should look for one with a view. Yes, because Angel knows her so well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We go back to 1760 London, where Darla is presenting Angelus to the master. <laughs> and, uh, One of the greatest <laughs> scenes ever. This is great. And it, this is kind of like what I was uh, saying I was going to get to in Redemption Cast back mm -hmm. in, you know, last week on Potential Cast. This, yeah. to, this really kind of echoes what spike does to angelus when angelus when when like spike was is the young you know the young punk mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah disrespectful yeah totally throwing <laughs> off the system and this is what angelus did to the master like you know like a hundred years earlier mm -hmm. <laughs> i, I love that scene because darla looked like a teenage girl when she's embarrassed in front of her dad because they're like <laughs> yep. her new boyfriend's being a d-bag <laughs> 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 she had that look. And you know he's the master because he's the only one who gets a chair. <laughs> <laughs> you all could just stand around this sewer. Mm. I'll be I'll be sitting here. I loved Angel just kind of sticking it to him like, why do you live like a rat? Yeah. We like nice things. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you played back to what happened later. But anyways, uh -huh, go ahead, Robin. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, he kind of picks on the master's looks and, uh, as he's taken a beating, Angelus basically says, you know, he's going to, you know, who, who would Darla rather be with, you know, Obviously, the stallion. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, Angelus takes her away and master lets them go. And then he says a quote, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But is it? But do you think that the master lives down there not just to respect or the traditions of whatever? It's because of how he looks. Because really, if he had like Angel's face, he'd be up there chilling with the humans like it's nobody's business. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's. This is now like uh, more than a hundred years later, and he's got. The, he, he's had this face for so long. He's probably like us. Uh, first rule of order, Aurelius. Uh, we all stay down here with me, or I'm lonely. <laughs> exactly. And I get the chair. <laughs> but you think he's powerful enough that he could have some sort of a spell to make his face all smooth and gorgeous or something? <laughs> Anyways, sorry to cut you off. Maybe, maybe does, just... Sorry, go ahead. When does he get stuck down there? Because in the first season of Buffy, he, like, can't go up. I wonder if you spend so much time underground, you get stuck. I don't know. <laughs> um, in the present time, Angel realizes he doesn't even know Darla's real name. And, uh, mm -hmm. 
And you can um, say yes or no. You don't have to tell me what it is. Do we ever find out Darla's real name? That would be a spoiler. Oh, it would it be? It just say yes mm. or no. Would it be anybody a spoiler. be upset if I spoiled that? Yes. No, okay. just say. Oh. Forget it. <laughs> I don't need to know what her name is now, but it's just like, do we ever find out? It would be a spoiler. No, it wouldn't. Oh. It's whatever. Whatever. Um. So yeah. So we find <laughs> out that the master gave Darla her name. Hmm. Because yep. he watched the little rat. Oh, that was too far. <laughs> <laughs> and if so, it was a boy, I wanted to name him Spanky, but since you're a girl. <laughs> so if you sire somebody, you give them your their name. Yeah, just like Darla did to Liam. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, or perhaps did he name himself when his sister let him in and thought he was an angel or something, right? Anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, Angel wonders why they brought Darla back human, and Wesley thinks they just want to distract him. That's what they're doing. So uh, we go to the Wolfram and Hart offices, and Holland is uh, upset that Lindsay's bringing Darla into the offices and says, you know, she's ahead of schedule. It's time to accelerate the plans. Mm -hmm. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) <laughs> flashback 1880 london um drusilla just killed a sailor and now wants angelus to hurt her why doesn't he ever want to hurt me um, <laughs> oh, she's awesome uh she calls darla uh grandmommy i think i love that it's hilarious the best part <laughs> And um, they suggest that maybe she should make herself a playmate. And this is where we see the overlapping scene where uh, mm-hmm. Spike knocks into Angelus. He's like, hey, watch that it. That was awesome. Yeah. Did you, did you guys kind of freak out when that happened? or No. Oh, I sort knew it was of. Gonna, well, I was really yeah. happy because I knew there would be more. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, Meanwhile, in the present, Cordy has used the power of acting to find Darla's home. <laughs> that was awesome. It's her most well-honed power. Putting um, uh, Angel in his place. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so they send Wesley and Gunn out for some recon. <laughs> and uh, back with Darla at Wolfram and Hart. Um, Darla says she can't remember her real name, and I, I did some math. Uh, it, she's uh, 391 years old, <laughs> if you count the time that she's been dead. <laughs> so. hmm. I wouldn't count that time. No. All right. Well, 390, 389 maybe. <laughs> wait, wait, it's five. Maybe 387. All right, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Darla <laughs> thinks that life is too short for Lindsay not to kiss her. Ooh, I don't understand this bit. Like, I, I well, I understand it, but I was like, "What?" I never thought that we'd need to have this kissing scene. Well, um, what do you guys think? I mean, I know a way I look at it, but I mean, all right. Well, <laughs> I look at it as um, you know, angels shut her out, and Lindsay is she's feeling all cold and alone, and. I guess so. Dying or whatever, you know. She's got a heartbeat and she's all mixed up and Lindsay is providing her 
Lindsay's our only man around or whatever, you know? Yeah, I guess. But I just thought it was unnecessary, I guess. But it gets, it gets kind of twisted. I mean, you know, it she, does. she starts saying, who am I? And, and then she ends up biting him. She's so that was sad freaking. and scared and freaked mm-hmm. out and desperate. And she was a whore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come I on. So. She was when... a whore almost 400 years ago. She was a so... badass vampire for quite a while. But she was still a whore. Holland, <laughs> Holland okay. actually said something about she was like losing it ahead of schedule. So I think she's going a little crazy. She's kind of talking like Drew. <laughs> <laughs> talking about true. birthdays and. I don't know. Um, so Peacocks. we go back to 1898 Romania, and this is right after Angel got ensouled. And uh, <laughs> Darla is yelling at the gypsy girl's father, who, by the way, is the same actor who played the gypsy father in Becoming. A couple nice. Of years ago. Very cool. Um, Darla tries to wager with the lives of the family, but Spike killed them <laughs> all. <laughs> <laughs> How great is that? That was awesome. And we have this awesome dance scene with Drew and Spike. And just like one of the reasons why fans love them so much. I mean, they're just awesome. And they're totally clueless that all of this is even going on. <laughs> they're just having a freaking party. <laughs> that was one of my notes. I want to hang out with Drew, Spike, <laughs> Angel, sorry, Angelus. And Darla, when they were all at the height of their awesomely badness. Right. You know, it's so funny. Cool. I, I'm looking at different sources on the internet, and a lot of fans, I mean, there's a there's a quote in here where Darla says something about, like, you know, like, it's the whirlwind or whatever. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of fans, I, I don't know if it's actually an official thing, but they call that, uh, all, all four of them together, as the whirlwind. Like, hmm. I wish I was part of that crew. I don't know if that's official or not, but yeah, the world one's a pretty awesome place to hang out. (laughs) And the Uh, one thing that I love more than Drusilla is Darla's reactions to everything that she says. (laughs) (laughs) So priceless. Oh, it's just so perfect. But it's great. I think it's great continuity because like, you know, Angelus, I mean, she gave she gave Angelus this girl as a present. Uh-huh. But I don't think he ex- she expected her him to turn her mm. because yeah. you know, and now she's like, oh man, I got to deal with this chick all the time now. <laughs> Everything, oh, of course, you did. <laughs> Look at the last episode. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so back in the present time, Gunn is enjoying a sub and uh, <laughs> pretty good too. Yeah. Uh, it's good to know that these guys kind of like stop for subs on the way back. I mean, it really just <laughs> builds up the world around them. Um, we see uh, video footage of Darla's trashed apartments and Darla calls, but angels sort of like ignores it. <laughs> Sorry, Darla. I can't, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no one is stealing anybody's quote. Um, so yeah, Darla is scared and needs help. And Angel hears them scuffling over the phone. Lindsay telling her to hang up, and then Angel hears her heart through the telephone. Um, 
And then we hear this uh, security guard disrupting things, and Angel hears a gunshot. And commercial. (laughs) Um, And then we see later Holland is reviewing um, security cam footage of the guard being killed. And Lindsay helping Darla escape takes Lindsay off the project. And uh, they they picked Darla up. She didn't get away. And now they're going to terminate the project. (gasps) What? No. This doesn't bode well. Back at the hotel, Angel is rocking an awesome brown leather trench coat because obviously Tish McGev got to him about the whole black thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? I'll try brown. Dark brown, though. Chocolate. <laughs> like like um, how on Happy Days, Fonzie's leather jacket was brown because the black was too dangerous. Yep. Ooh, really? Yep. Nice. Yeah, they thought he was too menacing with a black leather jacket, so it went brown. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> What's happy days? <laughs> <laughs> What's a font? Oh, come on. <laughs> come on, guys. Wesley <laughs> tries to get Angel to be a little more cautious, and Angel says that he wandered 100 years not seeking redemption. He was just looking for Darla. Yep. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, we're back at the Boxer Rebellion again. And this right here is why this episode is so awesome. Because all of a sudden there's a brand new dimension. Which is, you know, what Robin's going to talk about. <laughs> Oh, feel free to continue. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, Angel uh, or Angel finds Darla, and uh, she actually abandoned him after the whole soul thing. Mm-mm-mm. It's kind of funny. Uh, you see him in the whole gypsy camp scene, like stumbling around in the <laughs> way off in the distance. I guess she just kind of like packed up and left from there. I don't know. <laughs> Um, she's really kind of disgusted by the whole soul thing and the mm-hmm. fact that he's been living on, you know, rats and vermin or whatever. Angel wants a second chance. Baby, come back. Um, <laughs> says, don't worry, I could be your man again. You know, together we can do anything. <laughs> um, and so we're at uh, the Wolfman Hart parking garage. And Angel strings Lindsay up. And uh, Lindsay gives up the location, but we see that he's actually was trying to call them anyway. Mm-hmm. So. Um, back in 1900, um, Angel saves a missionary family from being killed. Mm-hmm. And uh, keeps Darla from noticing them. Mm-hmm. Temporarily. <laughs> And we see overlapping scenes. Spike just killed a slayer. Yay! This is where Angel is acting very funny. And it's because uh, he's got a soul, but nobody knows about it. And he wants Mm -hmm. to leave. Isn't that great? I love that. Um, The scenes that they showed that overlap, are they exactly the same in both? I believe so. Okay. 
because I, I really noticed Angel's quirkiness in this episode, but I I didn't notice it in the Buffy episode. Well, because I wasn't looking for it. But, but. I rewatched the Buffy episode after watching the Angel episode, and it's <laughs> you can tell afterwards with hindsight. It's really awesome. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Because when they said, you know, um, I can smell fear, mm-hmm. and he kind of covers up, oh, it's everywhere, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So good. So good. Yeah. Um, Tim Minear says, um, um, bah, 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 bah. he says, uh, Joss had this image in his head of four vampires walking away from some burning city. And that was the thing that was in his head. I came to him and said, here's a problem. At that time, Angel would have had his soul back, and he would not have been with them. And then that became the basis of the entire story, just so we could have that moment. Nice. I also said, not only can we get that shot, Joss, that can be the one thing that repeats in both episodes. Because otherwise, each scene has a different point at a different, slightly different time. But everything would be tied up in this one image of the Boxer Rebellion in that one shot. So that first time we see it, it seems like these four badass vampires and Spike is now the alpha dog and Angel just looking jealous. But the second time we see it, it's not jealousy, it's despair. And the first time we hear him say, let's get out of here, this rebellion is starting to bore me. It sounds like jealousy. Second time you hear it saying, he's really saying, I got to get some new friends. Yes. I'm so glad Tim Minear is a friend of the show. Friend of the show and genius. Also, uh, another thing about this scene, um, the composers of uh, Angel and Buffy did not collaborate. By the way, the composer for Buffy for that episode, his name is Thomas Wanker. (laughs) And the composer for this Angel episode is Robert Kral. They didn't collaborate, so the scenes would take on a different perspective musically as well, which is awesome. Um. We had a quick shot of Darla being thrown out of van, about to get shot. And then it's time for another flashback. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, still in 1900, Darla calls Angel out on only killing evildoers like Dexter. <laughs> That's what I wrote down! <laughs> What's a Dexter? <laughs> um, and it proves that he actually lied to Buffy. Years ago, in the episode Angel, he says he didn't kill a human ever again after killing that gypsy girl. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Well, you know, I killed, but they're bad. I mean, (laughs) let me explain. (laughs) I got these blood slides. Uh, (laughs) I only kill the bad guys. It's cool, baby. (laughs) It's cool, baby. (laughs) It's cool. And Julie Benz was on that show, Dexter, wasn't she? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <gasps> Spoiler alert. She was an actress on the show. She was. She was. Uh, she was Darla playing Rita. <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe that's Darla's real name. What? Uh-huh. Mind blown. <gasps> oh, if it Rita? Was Rita? I would die. Or maybe Darla, you know, we get spoiled an angel and Darla is just a human forever and moves to Miami and becomes this girl named Rita, has a couple of kids. <laughs> that was really her name. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Darla says it's time to prove yourself and uh, find out that she killed that entire family and left the baby for Angel to kill and says, you know, no more talking or you just... It's time to Andy up, pal. And here's the scene where 
Kimberly loses all respect for Angel. <laughs> what is it? The one where he when he won't the eat baby. the baby. That's right. The baby. Can I just say? <laughs> when he grabbed it for a second, I thought he was going to body window. slam it to the ground, and I'd be like, "Yes, Angelus is back!" But he did it. <laughs> <gasps> when he jumped the baby. out the window with it. Uh, that was hilarious. Uh, so it was well protected. The baby. <laughs> very, very protected. It was all bundled up. It'd only be better if he kept that baby at his, as a sidekick. Oh my god! <laughs> like short round. Well, that's where Penn comes from. <laughs> Jeremy Renner. That's he's the baby. <laughs> that'd be awesome i love it so much <laughs> so uh we uh, <laughs> we go back to the uh present and uh, angel is beating down some dharma employees <laughs> i thought this was a scene you meant illyria where kim lost all respect for angel <laughs> beating up the dharma, dharma employees um, so yeah, Lindsay sees Holland shaking hands with the supposedly dead <gasps> security guard. What? Uh, Bernard, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Holland explains that we, this, this needed to be real. So Darla would believe it. And, uh, then oh. Angel would believe it. And Holland expects Angel to save Darla's soul. Do you think that Holland's using Lindsay? As um, a pawn instead of an ally. Well, he didn't. He's not letting him know all the cards in his deck. That's for sure. He doesn't know what mm. he, he's not letting him know. Uh, poker metaphor. Yes, uh, I was like, <laughs> cards, pawns, cards. games. I'm confused. <laughs> Bold. He just, you know, he went Touchdown. down the river. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, do we think that Holland is is using Lindsay? For his game or helping Lindsay, you know, oh, I know what I'm trying to say. It's just not coming out. Never mind. Basically, uh, I'm saying is Holland <laughs> is Holland using Lindsay to help him get what he wants out of Angel? That's what I think. I mean, like, he like, did it with the security guard thing. That's, he already did that. Yes. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying... <laughs> Never mind. Let's just move on. Edit. Thanks. Thirty-four, <laughs> <sighs> thirty-six. Yeah. So uh, back to the Hyperion Hotel, and Darla is waking up and uh, has a it screws up Angel's name there for a second, which Cordy kind of chides at. Got very defensive. Darla appreciates Angel being there for her and mm. sad that she never actually did that for Angel. Mm. And uh, she wants him to make the pain stop and offers her neck. And at this <laughs> point, my mind is blown. This is a great person. Oh, so good. You could, you could almost taste Angel's tears. <laughs> Yeah, he does kind of crack up a bit because oh. I mean, you know, not like laughing, but <laughs> <laughs> she says, you know, she gave him eternal life. It's time for him to return the favor. Mm-hmm. Angel says that she actually Thank damned him, mm-hmm. and Angel won't do it. 
Kitty. <laughs> kitty. Sorry. There's a cat talking. Can you tell your kitty that those are your cheesy poofs? Sorry. <laughs> Robin just said there's a cat talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> what? What was going on during break? Hello. So, uh, yeah, so, I mean, we get that quick flash where Angel escapes with the baby and Darla and the president rushes out into the sun and says, don't look for me again. <gasps> oh, Thanks for that was horrible for him. <laughs> did I steal a quote? I'm sorry. Yeah, you did. I tried to take Ooh. the not important ones. I didn't realize <gasps> that. It was super important. <gasps> well, I guess now you're super you know insulting. If you tell somebody don't do something, they're totally going to do it. Okay, I have a suggestion. Everyone be quiet and let's get uh, Robin's cat and Gabby's dog to do the rest of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Shut the hell up, Benny. No, seriously. No. Listen, it's over between us. (laughs) I hate you. I have a cat that guests on Castlecast, but she's asleep right now. Ah, I'm shocked. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, a little bit of trivia here. Um, When Angel saw Darla in China, or no, wait, when Angel last saw Darla, um, she wore a kimono. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the last time he saw her before Buffy. Oh, wait, I think I'm getting my mythology screwed up. Never mind. Edit. Oh, <laughs> I he says it. He says he says in Buffy, what's with the Catholic schoolgirl look? Last time I saw you, it was in kimonos. Oh, so, I thought you were going to say the last time you saw her, she was wearing blue velvet. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I will never try to sing again. <laughs> You uh, will next week. Gabby. I'm going to force you. <laughs> also, uh, Joss Whedon says that this is his all-time favorite episode of Angel. Really? Is it? Josh Eden. Anyway. Does that mean it's all downhill from here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gabby. I then I went off and worked on Firefly. and hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's him, my near. anyway that's that's all my points i mean you guys have anything else you want to talk about at all or i just loved almost every single second when darla tried to bite Lindsay, it was awesome Mm -hmm. oh jesus (laughs) (laughs) let me guess neighbor's dog um i was gonna i was gonna read this uh quote from the av club uh Back when we did potential cats, but I think it still applies. Uh, this guy is uh, was going through Buffy and Angel and reviewing it and stuff, and uh, he wrote at the beginning of his uh, summary of uh, uh, Fool for Love and uh, Darla. He says, "Sometimes I imagine what it must have been like to be a regular Buffy Angel viewer back when the show was originally aired. How did fans respond to the new characters or the more dramatic turns of plot? Were they frustrated, impatient, appreciative, and how did they handle a night like November fourteenth, two thousand, when the mythology of the Weedonverse widened?" deepened and lengthened over the course of two pretty terrific hours. Did their brains leak out their ears, overwhelmed by the awesomeness? <laughs> Most I likely. Would say yes. yes. <laughs> Probably caused a few awesome nosebleeds. Yeah, these are just such 
when the Wienerverse opened up. <laughs> Got all that awesome mythology. <laughs> I mean, d- did shows do this before where they really explored two characters that weren't, you know, of the main cast? Right. I don't know. Especially since this was like a, uh, what do you call it, anthology or monster of the week show. Yeah. I mean, Spike is main cast now, right? Oh, yeah, he is, yeah. And a lot but, of but what he was goes on with answer, Darla right? and Darla is really a lot to do with Angel as well. So yeah. it mm-hmm. explores, I don't know. I, I'm just so happy we got to this point because I, you guys were really like kind of thirsting for some good mythology back, you know, when we were really starting to yeah. get interested in these, like Spike and Drew and Angel and Darla. Exactly. And so. yes. Well, I would say it was worth the wait. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, maze balls. Amaze balls. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> Heidi, your thoughts? I think it's really, yeah, I really um, enjoy it. I think with, you know, people always say, I, I don't want to compare it to Lost, but whenever there's a character that sort of you don't know much about, as soon as they have their flashback episode, you just, I find that I enjoy that character ten times more. Mm. Yeah. Than the previous episodes. Loved it. Heidi? I love it as well. Just <laughs> flashbacks are awesome. They are great. Do we have some feedback for this episode? <laughs> We've got some um got some good Facebook feedback. We also have I think we have one email. Mm-hmm. I'll read it. Right. It's from Carol. Hey, Redemption Cast. I have really been enjoying the podcast. Darla is another of my favorite Angel episodes. I love the way Tim Minear and Doug Petrie work the flashbacks in the two episodes using the same events to show new perspectives and add new information about the characters in each of the episodes. Doug Petrie commented that they discussed the that element of Pulp Fiction when they were writing the episodes. As I recall, Tim Minear directed all or most of the shared flashbacks. He got some amazing shots where the emphasis was able to shift from one character to another as needed in the two episodes. The difference in the power shots used of them walking toward the camera during the Box Rebellion is probably the simplest illustration. I hope you enjoyed this episode and the two together. Keep those podcasts coming. Woohoo! Awesome. Thanks for writing in, Carol. Thanks. Yay! Some uh, Facebook feedback. (laughs) Okay, so Emily says, Angel looks like he's heading to Hogwarts. (laughs) (laughs) I I put the close-up shot in the Facebook group of his hair flowing. (laughs) Did you guys get the thing, the post that I did? No. what What I wrote there? That's what uh, Brad Pitt says in the Chanel commercial. So, (laughs) (laughs) my luck, my fate, my fortune, (laughs) inevitable. I I don't watch that. (laughs) You don't watch TV, television. (laughs) I do not watch commercials. (laughs) Neither do I. What's a commercial? Asa says maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. 
Simone <laughs> says, hey, look, another 10 out of 10. I love these crossovers so much. We found out a little bit something about Darla, like that's not her birth name, and she was a highly regarded and wealthy whore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we see the master again, which is always fun. It also appears that she would do just about anything to have her boy back. To her, Angel is her one and done. Not so much to Angel, but that just fuels her anger. LOL. Um, <laughs> she could have done a little bit more when he got the soul. I'm just saying, Simone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, when I was watching this, I was thinking it's a good thing this isn't the Vampire Diaries because the master <laughs> totally would have been an original and then they all would have been dead. <laughs> What's a vampire diary? Uh, there's rings and daylight and. Ugh. And flashback Drew, who to the annoyance of Darla insists on calling her grandmother. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 the effing best. I'll read Ina's. Another great episode of Angel. So much goodness, including the origin story of Darla, several scenes with the master, the flashback from Fool for Love scene from Angel and Darla's perspectives, and current Darla being tortured by her past actions and begging Angel to turn her again. Julie Benz was terrific in this episode. I always enjoy her. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Rachel Hughes says, I was so annoyed when I watched Fool for Love because I was baffled by the way Angelus was behaving. I wondered, don't the Buffy writers remember how to write Angelus? <laughs> then I watched I Darla you, and it all made sense. Yay for perspective! <laughs> now we know why Angelus has such a thing for nuns and religion. <laughs> Similar to how Spike Slayer obsession originated as a rebellious attempt to impress in part Angelus. Ha! Irony much? Angelus's obsession developed to impress Darla, who despised religion and anything related to it. But human Darla died a lonely and bitter outcast. And if Angel regrets all that they did together, then it's possible that all that remains of her legacy is that she died an unloved whore. I love how the flashbacks shift from intimacy (laughs) to epic grandeur and how they further illuminate the parallels drawn between Angel and Faith in 5 by 5 and are then contrasted with Darla's current dilemma. I also like seeing how Darla, Angel, and even Lindsay are all pawns in some larger scheme of Wolfram and Hart. Although I do wish that an episode entitled Darla were more about Darla. (laughs) See, Kim, Rachel said it. (laughs) They're all pawns. (laughs) What she said. (laughs) Thanks for your feedback, everybody. Yeah. So, shall we rate? Yes. Sure. Go, Heidi. Okay. Um, this one, ju- this one's kind of based on a curve for me because I uh, have other episodes of Angel that mm-hmm. I like a lot better. What? And so, Ooh, okay. this one is only getting a nine out of ten, <gasps> and it's getting a nine out of ten vampire priests. <laughs> oh my gosh, this episode on my 55 inch screen television is gorgeous. Bragging. You like to talk about that screen. Bragging. Well, no, it's just because it, it doesn't really have a crack in it. Awesome. It's on my, on my 50, 52 inch. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's just because. Do you feel it, all inadequate now, Robin? I really do. 
Yeah, I've wa- all these years I've watched Buffy on a little tiny cracked screen computer. <laughs> <laughs> and I, now I have something decent to watch it on, and it looks beautiful. And Tim Manera is my favorite, and 10 out of 10 uh, lonely whores. <laughs> oh, that's the worst kind of whore. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this episode was fantastic. Darla's backstory was pretty neat. Angel coming back to Darla and being something that she despised, and they tried to make it work, and it just didn't work, and all that good stuff, the flashbacky goodness, the change in perspective about what was going through Angel's mind was great. I give this episode 9 out of 10 cheap-ass plastic hands. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I love this episode so much. Like, with all my heart. I give it a... I... <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I'm giving this episode 10 out of 10 dirty cold sores. Wow. <laughs> I love it wow. so much. It's my, I think it's my favorite angel episode hmm. ever. Yeah. There's uh, some, see, more, more like this to come. Wow. To date. Yes. Okay. That's better. I will remember you as the only other 10 you've given. Hmm. What was the Ugh. other one that I gave a 10 to? Do you remember? I will remember you. Oh, sorry. I heard that. I did miss that first bit. <laughs> You're looking at scores. What's my highest one so far? Uh, <laughs> last week. What was it? Guys will be guys. 9.5. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, then I guess I'm going to have to give this one a... Okay. <laughs> well, let me first say... Mm-hmm. You know how I've been whining a lot lately about how I'm like, I'm no. so sick of this angel and Darla business, blah, blah, blah. No. I, really? That was I, you? No way. I thought that was Robin. No. <laughs> With all the yeah. giggling in between, I the complaining. Angel and Darla together a billion times more than yes. an angel ever. Their chemistry is yeah. amazing. I can feel Testify. their want and their hate and their love and whatever. And I, oh my God. And I was going to say that in the last episode too, or the last potential cast, the <laughs> chemistry between Spike and Buffy is 10 times better than yeah. between Angel and Buffy. And just like this, Darla's chemistry with Angel is a thousand times better. It, it is. And it's a million times more interesting. I and have then a theory. you bring Drusilla back, who's uh. crackers, bananas, amazing, <laughs> insane. I fucking love her. And, yeah. uh, and Julie, oh my God. And I mean, I could feel, like, I felt, I felt just so... I could feel Darla's pain when she was just so lost and confused and it was amazing. Her acting was fantastic. She is beautiful unless she's dying in the past. (laughs) And um, the 
only thing that was missing from this episode, in my opinion, was the karaoke bar, just because I love it and it's fun. <laughs> um, and the 12 year old in me giggled every time someone said missionary, because in my head I didn't hear myself go position. <laughs> but um, because I rated last week, last time's way too high, I'm going to have to give this one a 10 out of 10. Holy um, crap. Wolfram and Hart long cons. <laughs> I have a theory if I can interject. Yes. He has a theory. Go ahead. I agree that the chemistry between Spike and Buffy right now and between Darla and Angel right now are much better than the chemistry got that we got between Angel and Buffy. I think this might have something to do with how perhaps David Boreanaz has improved as an actor. Yeah. Yes and no. Plus, I also think it has to do with how much time they spend with each other. This is true. Because Buffy and Angel kind of, I think, didn't they kind of meet as the show went on? Yeah. You know? Whereas these guys have spent, you know, at least a year or two Mm -hmm. working with each other now. Well, I don't know. There's just something about... I, I, can't, I, cannot put my, I cannot put my finger on it, but just something about the dynamics of them. I just, they're just a million times more interesting. I, I'd be rooting more for, oh, Angel and Darl, you want you guys get together. Go ahead, bite that neck, make her a vampire, and you guys can be happy forever and ever and ever. I just, I would much rather see them mm-hmm. together than, than Bangel any day. <laughs> but I, I'm wondering if maybe they wanted to put Angel and Buffy back together, that they wanted to hint at them getting back together or, you know, in each other's lives more. But because the chemistry because between the other couples, like the B couples, was so much more interesting, they didn't want to do that because it would make their relationship <laughs> feel like it wasn't worth it? Do you know what I'm trying to say? I don't I think know. I, do. I mean, Buffy and Angel's relationship got so, um, you know, it, 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 they started making fun of it, you know? That's, yeah. It was just like mm-hmm. there was nothing, there's nothing that could screw it up. They're, they're, they were so deeply in love, you know? This, this relationship, although I'm not exactly sure it's love, uh, no. <laughs> is definitely... But it's it's like 150 years of history. It's it's uh, pretty intense. It um, makes what Buffy and Angel had milk toast. Yeah, to me anyway. I just I mean it, I couldn't it, care less, and I'm not I'm not I'm not rooting for those two crazy kids to get back together, or at least at this particular moment in time, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, and I know, never really in, have been though. Back in Buffy, we saw just like a teenage romance, really. And this is yeah. this is grown up time. <laughs> emotions can be more trusted than a sixteen year old saying, you know, you better not hurt my lover. <laughs> uh, what did I do wrong? Uh, I still love Buffy, though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's Christmas time at the Burge House. Uh, thank you, guys. Um, uh, my rating. <laughs> I, it's funny. Um, I wish I gave Wolf for Love a nine point nine rather than a ten because it doesn't. It, it. I mean, this episode, Darla, is just perfect. It doesn't have a Riley subplot. Uh, <laughs> it's all just great stuff. I mean, even, even you know, even spending time with Lindsay still was just great because we were spending time with Darla as well. And Julie Benz is just you know tearing it up. It's uh, yeah, it's great. 
So um, I'm giving it, uh, obviously, 10 out of 10, www. Oh, by the way, we have DarylStashbeard.com. <laughs> you know what? I no, see what you, you did there. I'm sorry. You know what I'm thinking? Julie Benz is, and I had never realized it before, and I've seen her in things, obviously, but I didn't realize what an amazing actress she is. I think her level of acting ability just it, it makes everybody else have to step up. Well, I think no. When uh, in Dexter as Rita, she was very good. Well, yeah, but I, but it, but that was my first time ever seeing her, and that's like, for instance, first time I saw her, I'm like, oh, I don't understand. Like when I'd see pictures of her from cons and stuff, I'm like, I don't get it. Do I Dexter's lady there? Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I'm like, oh, now I, I mean, know. Now I, I wanna... understand. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to. I'm not going to spoil Dexter at all no. for people who are, you know. Listen to the Dexter cast. Um, we love you, Bob. Uh, <laughs> um, but I feel like, uh, you know, Rita, Rita became like more of a thankless role as the series progressed. Whereas, you know, what they did with Darla, I mean, they killed her off in the first season. Then they gave her a call and was like, uh, yeah, we really want you back. Mm-hmm. And they sent her a script and she read it and read it. And then she got to the last page. She's like, oh, I'm naked in a box. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> and then they freaking just gave her such an awesome storyline to mm-hmm. uh, to do. It's just, it's great. So um, I think this is like her finest work is an angel. Um, so um, with guests, the average, the rating uh, average is 9.6. What are you doing um, stuff from other shows for? Huh? You don't do this on this show. You do that on that other show. No, I do it on this he show. He did too. it on this show. She no. I did it on this show. No. Yeah. Really? Never mind. Go on. Edit. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, that ties with. Um, well, actually, it's "Are You Now or Have You Ever Been?" is a nine point six um, two five. <laughs> Just <laughs> <laughs> a little higher. Um, I don't have a Heidi blank on the uh, Excel sheet, so without Heidi's score, it's actually a nine point eight, which is the highest that we've rated as Scarg. Nice. Um, so, so <laughs> pretty impressive stuff. Love it. Agreed. Acceptable. Cool. All downhill from here. Yep. <laughs> well, once again, that's what we thought. Robin, can people give us a call? Amazingly enough, there is a phone number. <laughs> wow. Can you give it, it out? Guys. Maybe people Believe haven't heard it. it. I'm, 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 I'm sad we don't even get a call from Paul Mackey's bathroom. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know whatever. his bathroom knew how to make phone calls. <laughs> Hello, I'm bathroom. <laughs> Everything's all shiny in here. Oh, that's kind of shitty, actually. <laughs> God. Edit. Edit. <laughs> Why? That's funny. <laughs> Don't encourage him. Um, so... <laughs> hey, let's get to that phone number. Phone number 260-26-SCARG, 260-267-5274. Program it in your iPhones, kids. Boop, boop. Or your new Blackberries, right, Kim? Right. What's an iPhone? What's the email address, Kimberly? It's redemptioncast at gmail.com. Yeah, you can also follow us on Twitter at RedemptionCast. You can go to redemptioncast.blogspot.com, where, hey, we post the episodes, including a download link and the phone number. 
I think it's weird that more people listen to the Buffy cast than they do the Redemption cast because the Redemption cast is far superior to potential (laughs) cast. Whoa. I think Kimberly's trying to start a rivalry with herself. (laughs) With ourselves. (laughs) Potential Uh, cast, Kim, wouldn't stand for that. No. (laughs) I wonder which Kim has the goatee. Potential cast Kim Excuse or me? Redemption what? cast Kim? <laughs> it's a Star what? Trek reference. <laughs> the evil Spock. <laughs> Which Never one mind. The, the white beret and which one wears the black beret? God. Yeah, that's All right. Uh, join the Facebook group. Facebook.com slash groups slash potential cast. Hey, yo, leave some, leave some comments. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching too much Breaking Bad. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yo. <laughs> leave uh, some comments. I'm going to do my quote now because I always go first. Magnets! Because I'm a whiny, whiny boy. You're really going to go for quotes first thing on the other podcast, too? Wow. Yep. Really? Okay. I feel entitled because of my foam microphone windscreen thingy. (laughs) While Spike... Spike was out killing a slayer. Damn it. You were saving missionaries Is it from, from me. me. Drop the mic. That's Darla dropping the fucking microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go next? Yeah. Tell me the truth. Whose face would you want to look at for all eternity? His? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's terrible. I'm so glad you guys gave him a break on his accents this episode. Wow. (laughs) Because there's so much to draw from. I actually thought that was pretty good. No, you were you, were, you, were oh, you sounded just like him. You were fine. <laughs> I read a review. I, I, I need to go back and watch it where um, to find out if this is true. But somebody somebody wrote a review saying basically that David Boreanaz like couldn't get the couldn't get the uh, brogue right correctly in his you know the Irish scenes and it was off and on in the Romania scenes and the Boxer Rebellion. And it was so bad that sometimes in the present day, like he'd slip into it in the present day. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll take my quote next. Uh, an exchange uh, between Angel, Cordy and Wesley. Yeah. All we're going to do is find her. And this would be the same one we didn't notice was in your bedroom every night for like three weeks straight. That was been- that was different. Different in the sitting right on top of you sense? Yeah. Cordelia has a point. Finally! The last time Darla emerged, she wanted to be found. Now she's out there amongst six million other people. She could be sitting on top of anybody. <laughs> that was my secondary. Here's my yep, I had that one, too. <laughs> when I bite into him, I could hear the ocean. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh... Gabby, do you have any left? (laughs) At this point, no. (laughs) Wait a minute, now I have to go search. I have two more, but... (laughs) Okay, I'll do mine. Thank you. Or you could just take the first drooling idiot that comes along. (laughs) I I I want to go again. Pretty music, pretty, pretty music. They cry out for mercy. They cry out for mercy. Show none. Show none. That was going to be my other one. 
<laughs> She's Robin? crazy. I have psychic words. Oh my god. Good for you bragging. It won't last. I gave it a century. Tops. <laughs> Love it. You know what was awesome about this episode? There was no Taryn. This is Angel and Cordy. Um, it makes sense. She, has, she was a vampire. Now she has a soul. That makes sense. So why don't you go around smashing mirrors? Because I don't have to look at myself in them. Also, Aww. to my dear. Yeah, so there was no Tara, no Riley, and no Paul Mollive. Yes! <laughs> yes! Episode Yay. of Buffy ever! And no oh, Scooby's acting ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I liked that. Eating potato <laughs> chips and wearing really long scarves that wouldn't stay in place. Cute scarf. Hey, are you gonna go save Darla? <laughs> 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 that would have been awesome. <laughs> Although Gunn ate a sub, so he was. Yeah, but at least he was doing it quietly and at the right time. Exactly. Heidi, thank you for being one of the very few guests we've ever had on here. I feel very important. <laughs> and if you awesome. ever think that I would like to be on an episode of Potential Cast with you, you can contact me, and I might get you onto an episode of Redemption Cast. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh my god! Well, I might just be right. you. Edit. Let's be honest. Robin, what's <laughs> up definitely. for next time? Edit. <laughs> Robin. Yes. What's on for next time? Oh, uh, next time, season two, episode eight, "The Shroud of Ramon." Is it oh. Ramon or is it Ramen? <laughs> Ramen? Is it Ramon? Razor. Ramon. Ramon. Oh. Do you like think noodles? you know what Razor Ramon is? This, is this a crossover it. episode with Archer? No. WWE. Yeah. Isn't there WWF a wrestler named Razor Ramon? Yes. Illyrio. Yeah. What? Is it time for? Here's something from Robin Birdga. <laughs> Riley, Angels of Harlem? <laughs> it was a cold and dark Irish night when Liam got into a drunken fight. He got thrown out in the street. She said, babe, won't you come with me? And jealous <laughs> He slaughtered his own family Tonight this village belongs to you and me Donna <laughs> So long Love day in 1860 They grabbed the virgin he was cursed to see He drove her deep into insanity And Genesis' masterpiece Drusilla 
She picked the pug on whom she fed Put a baby fist around his head William So
I'm going to the redneck part of the town. <laughs> Wait a second. Cheap. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where it's cheap. Um, there's Uh-oh. a redneck part of a town in Alabama? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. It's another town. Uh, it's another county. It's cheap. Is it in Mobile where all the Mobile homes are? <laughs> uh, no, it's people in Mobile like say, "Hey, I live in a Mobile home." <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> it's like no, a joke. It's mobile. No, uh, nobody here calls they say mobile. mobile homes. They're trailers. Uh, they're manufactured houses. They're trailers. I know a girl that lives in a triple wide trailer with a basement. What? what? A triple wide? Yes. That's no longer a trailer. What? <laughs> Is that like a redneck mansion? Yes. <laughs> no, I heard about them. Like I'm not I didn't make that up. I wish I did. <laughs> what? I thought I thought redneck man I thought there was a Mick mansion. Yeah, Mick mansions are like in the suburbs, right? Yeah, like in the, the suburbs where you like in a subdivision where all the houses kind of look alike. Oh, like in that town outside of the Greystone area. Oh, shoot. We used to joke about it and we used to call it Whoville because all the little <laughs> houses look exactly the same. Uh-huh. And and on every porch in the front, there's one table, two chairs. And if there's a doghouse, the doghouse is on the other side of the porch in the front. And the doghouse is a replica of the actual house. Oh, here on 280? I don't know. What's the name of the little... Area, there's a Greystone, that's a big area, yeah. Because that's where I used to because that's where I I worked for like a month in in Greystone, but then there was this little town traffic, terrible, yeah. There's this little town outside of it, but near like between there and Trussville. Mm. (laughs) I don't think anyone can hear Robin, I can hear him. (laughs) I'm ready. Is everyone ready? (laughs) Now that I am ready, is everyone ready? Yes. Uh, okay, let me just double check that we're recording here. <laughs> and we are. Okay, Robin, anytime. Okay. Uh, okay. Go to sleep, you little babe. Go to sleep, you little babe. Go to sleep, you little babe. Your mama's gonna wait and your dad's gonna stay. Don't leave nobody but the babe. Go to sleep, you little babe. Go to sleep, you little babe. Go to sleep, you little babe. Go to sleep, Everybody's gone in the cotton and the corn. Didn't leave nobody but the babe. Your sweet little babe. Your sweet little babe. Your sweet little babe. Your sweet little babe. Rock and the sugar don't stop Gonna bring a bottle to the baby Don't you weep, pretty babe Don't you weep, pretty babe Don't you weep, pretty babe She's long gone with the red shoes on Gonna need another loving babe Go to sleep, little babe. 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 You and me and the devil may.
Go to sleep, you little baby. 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 